0: We wish to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land we are recording on in Perth, Western
1: Australia.
2: The Wadjuk people of the Noongar Nation. We wish to acknowledge their continuing
0: culture
1: and pay our respects to the elders past, present and emerging. You can't handle the truth. Here's looking at you, kid. Game over, man. Game over.
0: Hey, want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? What are you guys doing? We're just
1: practising lines. For For next week's show.
2: Yeah, but it's unscripted. Oh.
0: Good afternoon and welcome to Unscripted, the film show. I'm Cecilia and I am joined in the studio by Lewis and Rachel. Hello, gang. <laughs> G'day. G'day. And welcome to Unscripted.
2: Hello. Good Good to have everyone back in the studio this week. And I'd like to say a happy related birthday to Cecilia. Yes.
0: Um, happy you. birthday. No, I'm only last 29, <laughs> so it's totally fine. No, I'm 30. Um, thanks, guys. Um... Yeah, you know, you have a birthday. Everyone thinks it's a great
1: thing. I don't get that excited by birthdays. <laughs> uh, no, I think you get to a certain age and it's just a meh. Have like, you ever been excited by birthdays? Uh, yeah. I I do remember. Um, this will make you laugh. I may have told this story before, but when I turned eighteen, after everybody left my party, my cousin had given me like as a birthday present, little tiny, you know, the bottles you might find at a in a mini mini bar, like oh, the little oh, tiny. Yes vodka bottles and stuff I sat there drinking them all by myself thinking oh my god I'm so old <laughs> oh my gosh you poor thing sounds oh, really mean. sad Rachel oh well that's me I'm just a really sad person <laughs>
0: that sounds really sad no uh, I hope you had a good birthday though before you got to the mini bottles
1: uh yeah I I think I did it was a it was Uh, A 70s themed birthday party so everyone was dressed in like, you know, groovy outfits and stuff.
2: So you're saying that that's a a birthday party where it's from the era of the 70s? Yes. And not 70 year old people?
1: No, no, no. (laughs) It was from the era of (laughs) the (laughs) 70s. There were definitely some people smoking some stuff that would have been very popular in the 70s. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. And after they had smoked certain stuff, they decided to... Uh, Cook pasta in my mother's uh, kitchen, and to check if the pasta was cooked, they threw it on the ceiling. As you do, and it made some mess. Your mum was very upset about that. But anyway, I'm like, no.
2: No more birthdays for Rachel.
1: I was so naughty. I didn't
0: even organise. Last year I was like, I'll have a big 30th birthday and I just haven't organised anything. So I might have to do something but have it a little bit later. So maybe in September, I don't know. But everyone's like, you should have a big birthday. I'm, I'm like, not
1: into the big birthday. I've done lots birthday. of
0: little bits yeah. and pieces, but I still feel like... but. I, at the same time, I could probably pretend I'm still 29 and have my 30th next year if I right. really wanted to. So. so it's
1: my birthday tomorrow and I've got zilch planned. Aww. So, I mean, Chris and I will probably go out for dinner. Yep. Um, but that's about it. Just, mm-hmm. mm, yeah, I'm, I'm good. It's a birthday. Yeah. At, at my age, it's just like whatever. It's another day. <laughs> at my age, <laughs> at my age. <laughs> just give so me the like, presents.
2: That, you haven't changed since you were eighteen. It was like, I know. At my age, when my I was eighteen, age. I was just sitting there drinking bottles and lamenting mm-hmm. on my existence. I won't
1: be drinking <laughs> vodka tomorrow. I might drink some gin though, but mm. no vodka. Nice. So, I've, my my tastes have matured. Great. My. Personality, not so much. <laughs> I'm still a child at heart, but anyway. I wouldn't
2: have, it would not be too long after your 18th birthday I met you because it would have been like mid-20s I, I would have said that I met you. Um, I
1: started doing the show in 2000. Well, I started doing the – um the The vibe program in two thousand and five, late two thousand and five, I think. Um, I only know that because uh, I went to summer camp two years in a row. Is
2: one time and back, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh,
1: in two thousand and five, when I came back, I'm like, "That's it, I've got this radio degree." Let's well, it's not a degree, but anyway, uh, I'm like, "Let's do something with it." And I rocked up here and. Started doing
2: the vibe. So nice. Well, actually, I I did. I mentioned about uh, like meeting you, and you said 2005 was when you started. I started here in 1998. That was in the last century for those keeping (laughs) score.
1: That was the year I graduated high school. Yeah, really?
2: Yes. Oh, nice. Um, so, we, we're to this show today that you're listening to right now um, of the podcast version of the show. Because at one point in time, we decided to drop the music out mm-hmm. and we'll just talk for an hour and then we'll put it up on uh, the podcast apps as a podcast. Mm. Uh, and we changed the name to Unscripted the Film Show at that point in time as well. So, since we did that, We've had 200 shows. This is our 200th show today.
1: Yeah, happy happy it's second true. century. Yay! Bicentennial
2: it is. Bicentennial. Okay, whatever.
1: <laughs> yep, that
2: too. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I was interested though, uh, as I've been doing this show for a very long time, how many how many shows has it been since I started doing the show? And the, the total, because the first show I did was on the 28th of May, 1998. And since then, give or take, there's been 1,265 shows.
0: That's amazing, isn't it? Holy mackerel! Yeah. I
2: mean, you did have some time off uh, here and there. I did, yes, yes. There was there was uh, points where I couldn't bits do the and show. pieces. Yes,
1: I remember doing the show with. Um, oh no, you were doing the show with Bonnie while I was travelling in America. I re- do remember that. Mm. So.
2: So, it was, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it's been uh, on and off. Of, yeah, 200 shows of just the podcast version. is really interesting.
0: Time flies when you're having fun. It is. And we clearly have a lot of fun <laughs> on the show, don't we? We really do. We're, I mean, the amount of films and TV shows that we're have you know, gone to see and and spoken about, has just been uh, massive. You know, mm. I- incredible, and just to think about all the films that we're, we've gone to see and to tally those up would just be a massive mammoth task. I don't even think we could really do it. I can't remember everything I've I've seen, but
1: um, now, my my number has definitely gone down each year because yeah, I, that's I, I fine. do remember going to over a 100 mm. a year back when i was single um yeah and then it slowly reduced
2: <laughs> yeah yeah it's, I, i'd i'd say like yeah initially it was like a heap of films mm. but these these days it's it's less and we're doing more screeners and stuff like that we didn't use to yeah. lot of screeners back in the day
1: yeah i was saying to so um the italian film festival is coming up shortly so i've been sent some screeners for that um, and I was talking to Adriana who helps us out with all those film festivals and just saying how much I enjoyed the Scandinavian Film Festival um, selection that we got sent and in particular It's So Easy Going is the film that I raved about and I think it might be my number one film of the year this year and, I mean, granted I haven't seen a lot but, um, yeah, it's great being able to see some of those things. Mm. So. Things that you might not normally see or or actually actively go and
0: see, which Mm. is great. And I think we always talk about that, having the opportunity to see a lot of films that are gems that we, we discover because we are kind of not forced to go, but because we go out of, you know, habit for for the show and we, we see these films so we've got a fair few things to talk about tonight though not uh, me
1: but anyway let's go <laughs> i uh
0: i have a film called uh good luck to you leo grant which oh, yes. was released last week but i was not here so i'll definitely talk about that film because it is in cinemas now uh, i've seen a film called fire of love which is a documentary. I've never even
1: heard of that one. A documentary. Is that the volcano the one? Vo- yeah. Oh my god. The volcano <laughs>
0: one. And I did, if we get time, um, have a, a bit of a watch of Day Shift, which is on Netflix. Oh, you uh, did. Yes, a new vampire flick See, starring well, Jamie Fox uh, and Dave Franco.
2: So. My two people at my my work, uh, John and Paul, Hype for listening. Uh, <laughs> they they were talking about it, and I think Paul said he saw it and said it was about zombies, and I was like. No, I don't I think pretty sure it's about vampires. It's. Uh, <laughs> I think. Uh, I think the actual logo has got fangs in the logo. Yeah. It's, no, it's about zombies. It's, like, yeah, it's right. It's, okay. It's definitely Okey-dokey vampires, then.
0: but look. I mean, they're not your traditional type of vampires. So I could see how you might mistake them for being. Zombies.
1: I mean, they're all, all monsters, aren't they? That's true. I guess. Mm. Um, Kat just sent us through um, the first podcast that we put up for Unscripted. Do you want to know what we talked about It uh, back in May of 2018? Oh, yes. Please so tell. Uh, our first episode, Rachel puts her two cents in <laughs> with Deadpool 2, shares her solo experience uh, and talk about Lost in Paradise. What? No. You should read it. Someone with dyslexia should not read out loud.
2: <laughs> okay. Uh, Rachel puts her two cents in with Deadpool 2, shares her solo experience and talks about Lost in Paris while Lewis and Cecilia discuss The Bookshop and Lewis wraps up the show with getting excited about the uh, Melbourne Sporting Grounds being renamed Marvel Stadium in September 2018.
1: (laughs) Oh,
0: The Bookshop. I remember that movie. It wasn't a bad film. It was pretty good.
2: Yeah.
1: I remember it. I can't believe it's been that long since Deadpool 2 came out.
2: That is a long time. And do you know, uh, somebody made a joke, well, I don't know who made the joke, whether it was Ryan Reynolds or, or somebody uh, adjacent to that, but um, was saying that when Batgirl got... Can, we've got cancelled kind of thing um, somebody said well just do the Deadpool 2 thing and release some of it uh, and then like build the anticipation for it mm. um, unfortunately they can't because the director's got completely shut out so they've got no, um, no. nothing of the film at all like it's uh, it's all been you know locked away uh, which, is, which is very sad mm-hmm. but um yeah, Oh, actually, uh, I should also mention thank you very much to Kat for filling in last week. Um, she jumped in at the last minute. Yes, thank you. Kat. She did a great job, really, really good. Uh, last week's show, um, it was very, uh, very odd. I don't know if you've listened to it. Not yet. Um, but it, it, it was like uh, in the uh, 15, first 15 minutes, we talked about having the, the new telly. Second 15 minutes, uh, we talked about the film. Uh, I think, it, I can't remember what film it was. Uh, it was uh, it was a film we talked about. I can't remember. Uh, second, 15, it was a second film, and third, it was just like it was clock. It was like if somebody Japanese had scheduled a show. That's what it would be like. Love it, right? Yeah. So, so not
1: I think like he. I know. was going to say I think he's saying we're not very organised
2: and. Um, no, no, it was a total fluke. Absolute fluke. <laughs> <laughs> total <like> fluke. <laughs> uh,
1: fair enough. <laughs> Um, speaking of flukes, I have nothing to segue to that, but do we want to, do you actually have things to review today as well? Well, I,
2: I've not uh, seen a film. I, I um, oh God, I've just been lazy and not <laughs> gone through my emails and, uh, I really need to get, get back on track. Um, uh, last weekend was very busy for me. I went and saw, uh, Mick Foley, who is, was Mankind, Dude, Love and Cactus Jack in the WWE. Uh, he came to Perth and did a, a show uh, mm-hmm. talking about his career, um, and it was at the uh, Frio Social and it was just sensational like it's i I love he's not like a comedian Mm. but it was a really funny show yeah um so that was really good uh we did that um and on saturday i went to have you heard about flight in the oh
1: the the experience where you get in
2: no 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 this is darts this is darts darts. it's kind of
1: of interesting
0: they call it flight and then I suppose flight darts. Uh. Yeah, yeah. Because I think gotcha. I
2: think the thing on the end of it, the, the dart is a flight. I think that's what that's called. Right. Oh, I think.
1: Anyway, okay.
2: But we, we went to this darts place in the in the city, and and you like pay to play darts. But you know how darts is annoying because you got to like keep your score, and you go oh, mm-hmm. it's a double twenty and triple twenty, and it was yeah, very, you got to do math. Yeah, it's horrible. Like no one wants to actually do maths when they go out and have fun. Also,
1: if if there's alcohol involved, I yeah. mean, math is hard. Full stop. But. With alcohol, I mean, please. Yeah.
2: So they they um. So you go to this place and they've got a screen there uh, above the dartboard, like fair enough, high enough above the dartboard to not going to put any darts in. It, hopefully, I don't um, know. You just wait and see. I'll, I'll go play. Yeah. But you play different games and it adds up your score and stuff automatically. Nice. It's like bowling, but with darts. And it was really cool. You play these different games, and it like you know does things, and it was it was great. Um, so yeah, I'm just excited because I've never you know, I've never enjoyed darts. I've kind of like you know played it and gone, oh, this is a bit naff. But this has actually made darts interesting and fun.
1: It just reminds me of Ted Lasso playing darts with um, with uh, what's his name In- Beard, huh Beard beard no, no 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 um he's playing it with um the ex-husband the horrible ex-husband oh, what? and um you know he bets him something and he's like you know um there's this quote about being curious and uh, you know maybe you should have asked i wonder if ted's e- ever played darts before and i would have said yes quite a lot <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah it goes on to completely ruin him mm. at the darts game it's very entertaining.
2: Yeah, but uh, no darts is good. So yeah, if you like, if you like darts, if you don't like darts, go go to flight. The best thing is they only give you three darts per board, and you may, may be asking, well, why do you only get three darts per board? Because people are drinking and they've other people got darts. You don't want dickheads behind you throwing their darts at the board. So oh. it's a safety precaution. Oh, yes. yeah, yeah. It's very good. No, I, I just uh, I thought I'd mention that because, like, it's one of those things you, you don't know what he is here in Perth until somebody goes, have you done this thing? Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah.
0: true. I love that. And you're like, oh, that sounds really good. Yeah. Mm.
1: I'm going to do that. Like axe throwing. I won't be doing that.
0: I've done it twice. I'm actually very good at axe throwing, not to kind of toot my own. Yeah, problem, still never but, doing uh, it. I'm very good at it. It's quite fun. It's quite therapeutic.
1: Yeah. Do we have, like, smash rooms? You know those rooms where you could just go and smash stuff? Someone recommended
0: one to me. They're like, like, do you know there's a place where you can go and smash things? I think you should go. Wow. Did you feel, like, kind of offended? I did because sometimes I don't realise my anger. My anger comes out in, uh, like, I'll type really fast on the keyboard or be, like, really tense and I think someone just picked up on that and was like, yeah, oh.
1: you angry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> you angry. You angry, girl. You go and smash some stuff. So um, Wow. Yeah,
1: that's true. I've never seen you angry. But then, I mean, why would I? Because it's, why would you be angry with me? I <laughs> <laughs> oh, love it. Well, let's take a small break.
0: Yes. Um, and we'll come back. things that happen off air are probably the most entertaining and unfortunately those listening don't get to hear those well this is why um, you should listen to tangent
1: city our other podcast because that that i'm not on most of the time but you know because you 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 do do. go off off topic and that's the whole point of that show and it becomes very entertaining because of that so
2: and sometimes we say naughty words we do um, say naughty words not all the, not all the time we're not uh you know gratuitous with it or anything like that, um. but sometimes you do need to say bum yeah.
1: so yes mm-hmm. bum and st- you- and stupid did that's you- an f word according to my son. Oh. Stupid. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a naughty word.
2: Yeah. There, there was a someone getting annoyed by bums the other day um, in I can't remember which uh, supermarket it was. It might have been Albany. Um, we'll say it was Albany. Uh, you were
1: down in Albany. I wasn't
2: down in Albany. No. Oh. there was somebody down in Albany, and they they walked past a bras and tings. A bras oh. and tings. Oh. bras oh. and tings, and one of the tings that they sell at bras and tings <laughs> is panties. Panties. And some I hate people, that way I just I was gonna say, <laughs> when we just said that there are people that cringed because it's like so it's some people's moist um, ah! <laughs> but the the their recent thing is a bit cheeky uh, because it's uh, like you know showing different kind of pants to uh, can get um, and some of them show a lot of bottom cheek bottom a lot of cheek. bottom cheek and this woman was offended the children oh think about the children they can see bottom cheek
1: well the thing is i I went to uh gateways and they've got like a Naughty lingerie store. Oh, it's no. Honey Badet. <laughs> and <laughs> <laughs> know, what did 12. you say? <laughs>
2: it's a bidet, Honey Badet. Honey Badet. Is that? Honey, what? It's Honey Badet or Honey Badet? No, not Badet. Oh, I, oh bidet. Bidet I, know honey, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> A honey Badet. It's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, his thumb's all sticky. Why you... you went on the Honey Bidet. Oh, yes. Very wrong. Very wrong. That's I don't what... know why the French invented this one.
1: <laughs> That's honey what bidet. Winnie the Pooh orders. Because yeah. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> he, he needs to get it into his system really quick. You know, like those people who need to drink and get really drunk yeah. and then they.
2: They're booting it. Yes. He boots the honey.
1: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we walked past it and I had Bryce with me and I I did think to myself, well there's there's a lot of like flesh being shown here. Um but I I didn't get on my high horse about it. He didn't say anything, so why would I bring it up and say, "Oh, don't look there." <laughs> Like you're just making them look. Yeah. So was it on social media oh, or no, what? It was
2: in the newspaper or something oh. like that. Oh, my just God,
1: one. it made the news. Oh. oh,
2: you wouldn't believe it. I don't know if you guys, like there are a lot of newspapers available, but yeah, you've got to pay for most of them. So yeah. I only get the trashy ones um, <laughs> like Perth Now. I was just
1: going to say Perth Now. Yeah,
2: yeah news.com. <laughs> uh, and, uh, yeah, the, the, the stuff they, they put on there as news, and I do that in inverted commas, is, mm. is, is rubbish, really. Yeah, it's, it's
0: insane what they put in newspapers yeah. nowadays. day. Uh, anyway, speaking. Speaking of um, news, I don't know where I was going with that. I was going to try and oh, segue we don't in. know how to segue. I was going to try and segue into the next into the film that I'm going to talk about, which is a documentary. So I suppose it's real life.
1: There so you go. News. Well done. We go. got there it's in the end. It's not a
0: great segue, but it at least gets us talking uh, about things other than bums, <laughs> uh, which we may circle back Bummer. to with this time. <laughs> All right, we may circle back. Well, you, okay. you
1: probably will when you get to good luck to you, Leo Grant. Oh,
0: probably talk about bums in that absolutely (laughs) uh the film fire of love is a film that follows the lives and careers of french uh volcanologists volcanologists Mm. volcano knowledge no volcanologists (laughs) that was correct um cartier and maurice uh craft who unfortunately die in 1991 in a volcanic explosion and now that is not spoilers that is that happened in real life, That's obviously. That's just what happens and when it's you study volcanoes. Yeah, and look, it's mentioned at the very beginning of the film as well. But I knew nothing about these two mm. at all. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of no. them. No. Interesting. But they had this kind of career which spanned two decades of just documenting, you know, volcanic eruptions all over the world. And the film really tells the story of Cartier and Maurice, uh, how they met and their, and their love story while kind of utilising the footage that they gathered during their expeditions uh, alongside interviews with themselves and others as Mm. well. So it kind of begins in 1996 and the the two decades following, you've got all this, you know, um, they had this real shared passion. It took them all over the world as well. They went to places like the Congo, they went to Colombia, Iceland, America, Japan, just all these wonderful um volcanoes really and they shot thousands and thousands of hours worth of footage um you know spewing lava flows eruptions and then unfortunately they did get killed in an eruption in in japan is there footage of that like if no they don't tr- there's not which is which is fantastic <laughs> which is gorge. i was gonna say they
1: don't put um, that in the movie there's do footage
0: they? there's footage leading up to some of that, oh. but it's certainly not footage of them yet being yeah. killed. And, you know, they, they really expanded the world's knowledge of volcanoes because they were daring and got up so mm. close that nobody had seen kind of the insides and the workings of volcanoes. And, yeah, because of their adventures and their, how daring they were, there's just some amazing, amazing footage. And they're literally in feet. Of these volcanoes that
1: could just erupt at any moment and lava that's That's what it's called, is it? F- the feet of the volcano? Like, yeah, I think so. Oh, wow. I think that's what they call You're it. You're like, they're in it.
0: Pretty much, yeah. Wow. So, I guess for me, the film, there's some na- narration over the entire film, mm. uh, which is really kind of poetic. And it, it, I kind of found it a little bit annoying. Oh. So but the narration that they had going was like, these two loved each other. And like, we get it, they loved each other. <laughs> but for me, it was more, I wanted to see more of that scientific discovery and more of the science talk behind these volcanoes mm. where it's very much a love letter and a love story. And the narration kind of got me... I I think it's pieced together really nicely to take that much footage and put it together to tell a story about two people who expanded the world's knowledge of volcanoes. Brilliant stuff, like a really well-made documentary, but Mm. you kind of get to the point where you're like, all right, lady talking, I've got this. I understand where you're going with this. I want to hear more about volcanoes now. I want to hear more about, you know, their discoveries. I, I know they were in love. Great. But... I want to know more. But I think it's still a really fascinating story about two people with a shared passion who die together as well. I mean, it's very, very poetic in that sense. But, mm. look, if you're like me, you didn't know anything about these two, it's still a very – it's a nice watch uh, if you can get past that cheesy kind of narration that yeah. plays over the top.
1: I think I would be similar to you. I'd be more interested in the science mm. of everything. Um uh, My brother and I, when we were travelling through the States, wanted to go and see Mount Hood and that's that volcano in, I think it's Oregon, um, that, you know, had a massive explosion at at, um, I think in the 80s or whatever. But I just always think about there's a photo of the volcanologist who was nearby and who died in in the explosion and there's like – he just kept taking photos while it was happening. Wow. Um, because he knew he was in the blast zone and that he was going to die. So he chose, when things got really hairy, to put his body on top of the camera so that it would save the fo- the photos that he had taken. So there's photos of, like, oh my you know, gosh. his last moments, really. Wow. So... Yeah, full-on stuff. And you've seen those photos, have you? Oh, I came across them the other day. That's um, insane. But I hadn't. I, I knew who it was because there's this really famous photo of him sitting like on a little, you know, chair just looking at the camera because there were other volcanologists there with him at the time and then they moved on and he was the last man standing. So um, that story in itself would be really interesting. So I, there's something about the Mount Hood volcano explosion that I find really, really interesting, you know, and there's lots of photos of it um, happening and the whole side of it falling, and it's completely changed what it looks like now, so... So you
2: saw pre pre-explosion or after the explosion?
1: In real life? Yeah, in real life. Yeah, uh, well, saying? I wasn't alive. <laughs> oh. No, well, it was in the 80s, but no, so... My brother and I went to go so once see it happened, so okay. we we yeah, after it happened, yeah. so um we went to like the visitors' centre and got all the information and everything, and I just find it really fascinating, and then there's photos of um just before the explosion, and you can see how it's like looks like a proper mountain, yeah. and then like the whole side of it just huh. disappears wow, so it's I've never a seen fascinating a volcano story up close ever. Well, I don't think most people would, would they? No, I don't think so. You don't want to get too close, but lots of people live right underneath volcanoes that are technically could erupt at any moment. There's still like the people who are in and around the um, Mount Vesuvius. That's still an active volcano. There's still active volcanoes in New Zealand. I mean, there was one that went off
0: off. recently
1: when people were visiting it. Wow. yeah, they're scary.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's insane that these people, I mean, they were so passionate about it that they put their lives at risk to mm. do it. It's just um, in, insanity really, isn't it? I mean, that's a real passion if, if you go that far, hey? Well, and they, I mean,
2: sorry. At least they died doing what they loved.
1: I did. This is true. They and, and volcanoes, they're, they're really, really hot. Mm. You know what else is really hot? <laughs> <laughs> Segway. Uh, I have been watching Blown Away season three. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I've ever heard of Blown Oh, my gosh. So Kat um, introduced me to this a a few years ago and, like, I did see it on Netflix. It kept popping up and I'm like, oh, my God, there's a reality show about everything. This is ridiculous. Oh! Course.
0: Yes, I've heard of this,
1: and yeah. of course, Cat's like, "No, no, you gotta, you gotta watch it," <laughs> and so I binged it all, and now the third season's on, and I can't help myself. So, it's, it's like it is a reality competition show where they've got the b- best glass blowers um, from around the world, which is mostly America, and maybe one person from England. Uh, <laughs> just that one person (laughs) Yeah, yeah and they are all in this competition to create you know amazing pieces of artwork um you know with glass and it it is pretty fascinating to watch and it's really intense like I, I'm, I'm like I don't know why you would ever go into that as a as a, something that you would be interested in. Oh yes, I saw that. I can't wait to watch it. So Cat has just sent a message that says there's a Christmas episode too. Well, there's a Christmas one as well. So I'm like, yeah, baby. Yeah, yeah. So um, you know, if if you're into like art in general, mm. it, it's there's not really too much bitchiness going on because you know in a lot of those competition shows, it's all there's a lot of bitchiness oh. going on. And there doesn't really seem to be much of that. They really do kind of concentrate on the art of of ha- what goes into making these pieces. Um, so you know, if if you're into it,
0: get into it. Get into it. I like those kind of shows. There's lots of tattoo ones about you know artists yeah. doing tattoos and like they have to fix really botched tattoos. And then oh, there's yeah. one called the Tattoo of Us. I think it's called. Have you ever heard <laughs> the of this? Of us. It's this this idea. It's an English one where. You've got two people, either best friends or a couple or a mum and a daughter or a father and a son or whatever kind of combination you can possibly think of. And they choose a tattoo for the other person. Oh, yeah. And they have to get that tattoo. Oh, no. They don't see it until the end. And then obviously you've got a lot of friends in there that are play practical jokes and some of them are horrendous, <sighs> these tattoos. that I honestly don't know how people would maintain the friendships after I think I've seen clips
1: of this on, like, Facebook or whatever. They do. They circle
0: these clips of really bad ones and there's some shockers out. I mean, there's some really thoughtful ones that people do and then there's some really mean ones and I'm like, if, like, my partner did that to me, like, if I had, like, yeah, we went in and I was just like, that would have been crazy.
2: Does anyone back out totally and just go, no, I'm not getting that done?
0: I've never seen an episode where they have. I've seen a lot of crying um, and a lot of people. It's, it's who British, actually, yeah. yeah? it's British. And then a lot of people who regret giving that person that tattoo because like, the other person's given them a nice one and they've given them a mean one and they're like, yeah. oh, this Why ain't gonna go Why would you give down. someone
2: a mean tattoo? I don't know. That's it's so horrible. It's,
0: it's, it makes for really good reality TV, but it's also really just some of the ideas people um,
1: come up with. I do like seeing where people have fixed botched tattoos because sometimes, you know, it's a real art form Mm -hmm. and, you know, someone might bring in a picture of someone – that like a family member or their kid or whatever to get tattooed on them and then they end up looking like really 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 bad you know you got to go to someone who really knows what they're doing yeah. otherwise it just is especially scary. with portraits of mm-hmm. people I think and babies and like oh, they yeah. could make some really scary looking tattoo <laughs> babies
2: avoid putting people's faces on your body because they yeah. never look good yeah. but I'm glad you brought that up though because uh, one of the articles I read on um, news.com <laughs> <not> angry, <laughs> um, was uh, the An article I saw today, Bizarre Reason Why Sylvester Stallone and Jennifer Flavin Are Divorcing. I was like, I would like to know that bizarre reason why. It's
0: clickbait. Clickbait.
2: (laughs) No, it's not actually clickbait. They actually do tell you what the reason is why they're divorcing. It is clickbait, really, because it made me go, oh, I'd love to know why. Um, So apparently Sylvester Stallone wanted to get a dog and he wanted to get it for protection for the family. So he wanted to get a Roddy. Get a rotty. Get, Get a rotty in. Ugh. Why not? And um, his wife was like, no, 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 I do not want a rotty in. And uh, and so, yeah, so apparently uh, they broke up over the fact that he wanted um, a Rottweiler and she wanted to stick with uh, poodles, apparently. I um, oh,
0: mean, they're pretty cute, they those are, they, poodles, they are aren't they? Cute.
2: But the interesting thing is, is that uh, he used to have a uh, picture of um, Jennifer on his arm. But uh, oh. the 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 picture of Jennifer on his arm is no longer there. It's a Rottweiler, <laughs> is it?
0: Well, apparently it's supposed to be a no. bulldog,
2: but it does look very rotty to me. Looks like a Rottweiler. Oh, I
0: think that. Oh my what? gosh! I think he had that.
2: That's a Rottweiler. Yeah, it looks yeah, like a Rottweiler. Yeah, I think he's got yeah. a
0: Rottweiler put on him. Yeah.
2: yeah. Wow. wow. Spy. Because it's supposed to be the 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 uh, bulldog from Rocky, but it does not look oh. like a bulldog. That looks like a Rottweiler.
0: It does look like a Rottweiler. That's quite kind of funny though. Ironic. He's like, I'm going to get my.
1: Yeah, if you won't let me have a Rottweiler in real life, I'll get a tattoo off of it. Clearly there was something more going on I in their gonna relationship. I was going to say, no one breaks up no over one, that. No, that's such a and stupid... And I mean, you need to compromise in a marriage. And, like, it, don't get a Rottweiler. Get a, get get a, rot-weiler get a if, cross Rottweiler. Like, I mean, it's that, that simple. You, that poor poodle that had to... Anyway, well, apparently, um, apparently, right there. apparently
2: he was saying that he went to get the tattoo uh, refreshed, but the uh, the results were unsatisfactory, unfortunate, and unfixable. So instead, I put a uh, a picture of uh, the dog from Rocky Butt but, Butkus. but, uh, it, looks but- like, kiss. it looks like a Rottweiler. And I think, uh, yeah, he's telling his wife to kiss his butt because um, you don't cover over your wife's thing with a dog and, and expect to still be married. Ooh. I don't think that's going to work. <laughs>
0: That's, uh mm, dear. Ooh. Ooh. Well, we might take a, uh, another small break and just let that one sink
2: in, <laughs> hey? Did you know that Fremantle has its very own art house cinema? You'll find Luna on Essex, midway along Essex Street in the heart of Fremantle, screening an incredible variety of niche, foreign language, and quality mainstream films in comfortable and intimate surrounds. It feels more like your own home movie theatre rather than a cinema. Catch up with friends for a pre show drink in the fully licensed Alfresco area, or enjoy a glass of wine and a cheese platter during the movie. Check out what's on along with details of forthcoming films, festivals, and added value events at lunapalace.com.au. You're listening to Unscripted, the film show. Let's talk about
0: sex,
1: guys. Baby, let's, let's talk do about it. Are we ready Emma to talk Thompson. about that? Because,
0: you know, if it's too early in the show, we can wait. It,
2: think bit, of the children. <laughs>
0: think, think, think of the
2: children. It's a bit raunchy. It's a bit mean, raunchy. Yeah, don't, don't be showing any butt cheek, okay? Just, all right, just, I'll keep PG. Do you get to see
0: Emma's butt cheek? You actually get to see all of Emma. <gasps> wait, which one were you talking um, about? that's brave of her. Emma Thompson. Emma Thompson. Yeah, at one
2: point oh in the film. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, and
0: I debated. I, I debated. Good on her. I debated whether or not I should share that on air because it's a kind of a bit of a surprise in the film. Oh well. But I think
2: for just me, delete it from your
0: memory everybody. I think it's such a good positive thing for her to do. Yeah. And it's only once that you see everything, but and and it's not in a situational circumstance that you would imagine for this film as well because I'll, I'll kind of go into the film a little bit more, but it is all about sexuality and when she's kind of there's a scene where she's looking at herself in the mirror and that's when she's naked and i thought that was such a beautiful moment but has been out for a week so hopefully people have seen the film or not but it's written by katie Bren and it's directed by sophie hyde who some people might recall is a, an australian writer who her documentary was 52 tuesdays oh yes which yes. yeah centered on a a, a teenage girl dealing with the gender transition of a parent and it was documented over 52 Tuesdays. And I think you and I, Rachel, reviewed Mm. that film many years ago. I really enjoyed it uh, as a film. So this comes from from her, really. And Emma Thompson stars as Nancy. She's this widower who kind of seeks out this young sex worker called uh, Leo And he is played by Daryl McCormack. And it's really to explore her sexuality because her previous relationship with her husband was really mundane, a bit bland, a bit boring. And over the course of a few meetups, they only kind of plan to meet once, but it, it does end up going on a little bit longer. The two really converse and learn a lot about each other. It's really one of those stories where you've got two people from very different walks of life, you know, different ages who who meet and just kind of leave a mark on each other's life in some way. It's quite a tender look at intimacy and it, it tackles the whole kind of topic of, of sex but with such poise, like I don't know how to explain it, it mm. it's done so in, in such a delicate way that it's not a raunchy kind of film or a real sexual type film, it's just a really refreshing kind of unique, uh, witty and just a well put together film about sexuality and, you know, a a poor lady who just wants to explore new things. But, you know, this sex worker as well, Leo, has his own kind of life and background and there's some interesting things that you learn about him too. So, I I kind of went into this film, I was really reluctant because you just... (laughs) I guess you've got two people at different age gaps. And I think if you flip that, it's so different, isn't it? And I, mm. I you know, it's always hard to talk about that. You know, if what if the the man was older and the woman
1: was younger but the difference is there's consent exactly um, because obviously leo is a, a of a consenting age, age he, yeah. and he looks like even though he's young he doesn't look like he's he's not a boy no 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 like he, he's like yeah, in his he's, late he's, 20s exactly, surely
0: yeah but yeah no you're right it's consensual and a lot of the film is dialogue based really mm. about it's them conversing about their lives and, and sex and you know what's brought them together and you know why he's doing what he's doing, why she's doing what she's doing. And it's such a unique film. I haven't really seen anything like this in a really long time. So I'm I'm really glad I did go and I really enjoyed it. I think it was well written, uh, well acted. And I think, yeah, Emma Thompson just brings such, uh, she tackles this role like perfectly. Mm. it's, It's brilliant. And I think that it's a film that Anyone of any age or, you know, sex or whatever will really enjoy this film and will relate to it in some way. Because
2: mm. he's Irish, isn't he? The, yes. yeah. yeah So if you find Irish accent sexy, then, you know, this is a you know, This is, a <laughs> film this is you. the film
0: for you. This is the film for yeah. you. But, yeah, no, it just really tackled the, the whole, you know, sex topic in such a... Um, I don't... What word can I use? Just it's still so carefully done that it doesn't feel like it's, um, yeah, kind of.
1: I think the thing is um, with a lot of movies, sex in movies is kind of relegated to a certain age group mm-hmm. and when you get to a certain age, you don't generally see people of a certain age group having a sex life mm-hmm. and that's just not reality. Mm-hmm. Um, I hate to break your bubble, burst your bubble, but people keep having sex well into their 80s, some people. So I I remember watching a film, it was last year or the year before, it was part of the British Film Festival and it did have an older couple who were about in their 60s and there was a couple of sex scenes in that or at least one. And I just think, you know, um, it's good to open up that sort of thing for everybody because everybody needs to be represented on screen. You can't Mm -hmm. just go and... like, how many times do we have to see the same kind of couple get mm. together? Yeah, well,
2: it's, you know? it's nice that, uh, to think as well that uh, you don't have to, like, you know, turn off the sex tap as soon as you reach a certain age. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it's interesting, though, that the, uh, the, there's you know, three films uh, that are dealing with this um, topic of uh, you know, sexuality at, at an older age mm. and people who weren't satisfied with the sex that they were getting as well. Mm. Like, Because people, for some reason in society, we're told not to talk about it, it's dirty. You know, it's a a perfectly normal, natural part of life, but apparently we can't discuss it. Good good company. (laughs) Um, But the uh, three films came out in the last year that kind of deal with people who have just not been satisfied with their, their, um, you know, relationships, their partnerships, their sex life for the majority of that time. And it's because they're not... They haven't been willing to talk about it and say what they wanted mm-hmm. out of their their sex life, and then they discover um, you know the things that they like later in life. The, the three films I'm talking about, obviously, uh, is the film that Cecilia's talking about, but also How to Please a Woman, mm-hmm. which is filmed here in in Fremantle. Mm-hmm. Um, that's about a woman who gets to her you know late fifties, early sixties. Um, you know, realizes she is
1: not in her early sixties. I think it was around that time. No frame. way, late late fifties maybe.
2: Well, okay, we'll, we'll Definitely up. not early 60s. <laughs> um, so, the, and then uh, that, that film is like, not only does she you know, discover her sexuality, but also discovers a business mm. uh, where other people could discover their sexuality as well. How to Please a woman. It's a very good film. It, it is. It is a brilliant film. Um, also, The Tuesday Club, which uh, Kat and I reviewed uh, not long ago as well, um, is a film that is out now mm. and is, again, about a, a woman. Uh, she has been married for 40 years, I think it was. Um, is that Ruby? I think that's Ruby. Yeah.
1: Uh, I can't remember names. Yeah,
2: but um, she uh, you know, discovers that her husband's been cheating on her. They both discover that you know they're really you know in the relationship because they're just in the relationship and the, the the sparks kind of gone. Uh, and it's about her rediscovering her, herself, her sexuality, what she wants in life, and to to, to finally get that after a very very long time. Mm. So it's just interesting that um, in uh, th- this year, I don't know. what <coughs> – sorry. I don't know whether it's like some writers have got more reflective uh, and, and uh, uh, you know, putting these things out there, but I think it's really good for, mm. for people to see that and go, oh, oh yeah, that's right, I'm not a uh, mm. you know, sexist lump. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm actually a person with wants and desires. That's nice. I like it.
1: Yeah, and the Tuesday Club has come right off the um, Scandinavian yep. Film Festival, which, again, this year had a, a cracker of a a lot of films to select from. So, yeah, good, good film if you're interested. And it involves mm-hmm. cooking. I mean, like... You know, it's a, they go to a little cooking class every night, and it's like you know, and it has got the guy from Fargo in it. Ah, it's a guy from Fargo, isn't it? We had this conversation. You said you've never seen Fargo, oh and my then I gosh. got annoyed
2: with you. Never <laughs> seen. Lewis Fargo. is not even listening. Not even uh, Sally Phillips. Not even late fifties. Like she's forty-ish. Uh, uh, no, she's a fifty. Oh, she yeah, is. she's fifty-two. Ah, fifty-two. Yeah.
1: So she is a British comedian who I recognise from. um Bridget Jones's Diary, she was one of Bridget's friends. She's in Miranda as well, the TV show. Oh. Which is absolutely hilarious,
0: by the way, Mm. if you've never seen it.
2: You didn't give uh, any uh, uh, score to the two films you've reviewed. Oh,
0: apologies. Uh, For Fire of Love, I'm going to score that three hazmat suits, fire protective suits. There you go. And for... Good luck to you, Leo Grand. I'm going to score five 5 full-length mirrors. Wow, five. Five, yeah.
1: Absolutely well done, brilliant. Emma Thompson. Yeah, well done, it, Emma. it takes a lot of bravery to not only be naked in front of a couple of people, but millions and millions yep. of people have now seen her naked body. Yep. Like, yeah. Yeah. I, I, the idea of that freaks me out, seriously. That's, that's good on her. Yeah,
0: to think that that many people would have seen. Yeah, I know it's insane, isn't it? But I think, yeah, no, I think it was such... It kind of was the cherry on top of this
1: film because mm. it kind
0: of it happens right at the end of her film. I'm, I'm probably giving so much away now, but it's... I
1: guess she learns to love herself exactly, is the message. That's the
0: moral and the message of the story yeah. and it's just that little cherry on top that you, you just see her standing there looking at herself and being utterly happy with herself and I think that was just the most beautiful moment in this film for me mm. was to see, hey, yeah, she's so happy and content and she's discovered things about herself and, you know, she's still got a full life ahead of her to do all these amazing, yeah.
2: incredible things. She's gotten so, over Alan Rickman being a tool.
1: Um, she's got over what, sorry, now? Alan
2: Rickman being a tool.
1: Oh, yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, Alan Rickman wasn't a tool. He was just a tool in that in that yep. one movie, like so, Love Actually. Somebody,
1: um, I think there's a, a, there's a meme on Facebook that says if you watch Love Actually, because they're both Christmas movies, if you watch Love Actually first and then Die Hard, you get to see Alan Rickman's character get his comeuppance in, in Die Hard. <laughs> this is what happens if you do the wrong thing to Emma Thompson. Yes, quite You're going right. to fall <laughs> off a building and die. Ha! Sucker.
0: <laughs> uh, anyway, we might take another break and come back for the last
1: quarter of the show. There's a season four to What We Do in the Shadows. <laughs> wow. That was,
2: that was really good timing. Well done. Um, yes, there is a season four to What We Do in the Shadows. I didn't know. I didn't know. And I, Where uh, have I been? Yeah. Because um, Kat and I haven't had binge for a while. Binge. Um, we, in fact, we didn't have, uh, you know, we got rid of Stan we said to Stan, "It's it. done. Stan. You're out. You're out. We watched everything we wanted to watch on Stan and we, we, we got out. Um, but then they dragged us back in again because um, Stan just went, uh, you know, it, I don't know if it's a Dear John. No, Dear John's when you, you, you're dumping someone. Um, it's one of those, those things where they're like, yeah, take me back, I'll change, I swear. Um, LAUGHTER and uh, not only because it, it was only uh, mine that I did recently, but Cat, we had Stan on cat uh, thing before as well. But we both got the letter saying, like, give us another crack. We'll be better this time, I swear to God. Um, and so we went, well, it's a month free. What, what, what's, what's the worst going to happen? Um, so we got Stan back and uh, we watched the, the resort. Have you seen the resort? No. It, it's not finished yet. It's still going.
1: Okay. Um, but... Um, I, it's not that um, the, the one with the Hawaii is set in Hawaii with the um, that's a different one. The resort. It sounds like a horror. the resort. Well there was a, the TV, there was a TV show um, where there was all these rich people who went to a fancy resort in Hawaii and then got sorted. No, it's not a horror f- or uh, anything. No, this, this is no. Not, This is something else. Well, I can't this remember is, what that
2: was called. But anyway, sorry. This is a TV show uh, called The Resort. It is on Stan. Mm-hmm. Uh, it stars um, Kristen um, Malotti, uh who, uh, if you remember, How I Met Your Mother, she was the mother, uh, and also William Jackson Harper. And mm-hmm. if you've uh, seen, um, uh, oh God, I'm blanking. Uh, <laughs> uh, if you if you've seen um, the, the the show about the the, the people. Uh, <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. That's very specific. I, One sorry,
2: this is a good place. That's the good it. There's <laughs> a show about the people where they die and they go to a good, a good place. place. <laughs> um, yeah, he's he's cheaty in a good place. Um, uh, but they they go to a, this resort uh, and the resort is in I think it's in Mexico. I think. Um, uh, so they go to this resort and then they're, they're, having, they're having issues. You can tell they're not the happy couple. Um, things, are, things look a bit dire. Um, and But then they find this phone. They find a phone. And the phone's been there for 15 years. And they get drawn into this mystery. Oh, you know, I
0: like the sound of yeah, me too. Who
2: owns a phone and, and what happened and what's going on. I would love to tell you what's happened and what's Did going on. Did someone just
1: drop their phone? We're
2: gonna have to watch the, oh, the show to find
1: out. No, you're gonna find a charger that's gonna charge the phone. Yeah. <laughs> Does anyone have a 15-year-old charger?
2: So you guys are asking... It's a Nokia. Yeah, you guys are asking the right <laughs> questions, but it's great. It's a really... it's, it's um, a it have
1: a snake on it?
2: Oh.
0: That's the most important thing, is there a snake on the phone? <laughs>
2: <laughs> there... It would be, it was a flip phone, yeah. Um, oh,
0: yes. One of yeah. those um, Motorola's pink? I think so,
2: something like that, yeah. Oh, a little flip school. phone. Gotta love it. Um but yeah, it's it's really engrossing and, and I'm I'm glad we got Stan back just for this. And I'm, i I guarantee Stan is gonna like, you know, drop these episodes week to week and then that last episode is gonna be the week after uh, oh. the, our free period and we're gonna have to keep
1: <laughs> it. For another freaking week. They're clever that way. Uh. Let me yeah. know when the whole thing's up and then I will Hang on, yeah. No, I, I, got, I
0: got rid of my Stan, although I, still I wanted to Stan. get it again because I think you and Cat recommended something. Yeah. Binge has yeah. gone up
1: in price um. as well. I'm like, I really got to binge everything on here and get rid of it because yeah. it's it just like, increased in price, like sixteen bucks or something. Yeah, like yeah. Damn. yeah. Damn. it's ridiculous. I, I Highway robbery
0: because they've got escaped escaped to the country. That's why
1: I have binge, but
0: maybe I should. Just don't drunk. they have
1: that on Channel Nine I'm like or they something?
0: They probably have that on SBS
1: or ABC. I, I think yeah. you need to search that uh, out on a free streaming service. I do, but
2: the the reason we got binge was because. Uh, House of Dragons, the new uh, Game of Thrones uh, series star. Now, mm-hmm. House of Dragons takes place um, 170-something years before Game of Thrones. So you're not going to be seeing any of the characters from Game of Thrones in this, in this uh, TV show, but you will see... Sorry. Um, you will see dragons <laughs> in, the, in the TV show. Sorry,
1: I yawned and then Cecilia yawned. <laughs> We're going yeah. back and forth. Yeah. Neither of us are psychopaths. Well, I mean, I might be. Just a psychopath who yawns,
2: but you're not. <laughs> but Lewis the, is a psychopath.
0: He
2: didn't he yawn. He didn't yawn. But the um, the House of Dragons is the, the new show that's out, and like if you did like you know Game of Thrones, if you liked, well, if you did like Game of Thrones, but going. They needed more big dragons in it because the big dragons only really came in the last couple of seasons. Of Game of Thrones whereas this one's kicking off. Going there are dragons, and uh, and the dragons are there from the very beginning. And you got like um, a whitehead, uh, you know, princess who is going to be queen. You got Matt Smith being evil. It's weird. Like Matt Smith uh, was Doctor Who, a good guy for so long, and now everyone in cast just goes evil. You know, everything is in is evil. It's because of the shape of his face. Mm, mm, but he, he looks huge in this. This I don't know whether it's the armour he's wearing or what it is, but he looks he looks quite big. And if you ever want to see Matt Smith uh, in the nude, uh, it's very very much a, like here's where you go to watch a movie to see certain people in the nude or a TV show. Uh, yeah, he's in a nud because it is Game of Thrones and you're contractually obligated to show uh, at least your bum. Uh, um, see, I told you we were going <laughs> to circle back to bums. <laughs> well, well done. Well done, team. Thank you, thank you. And, uh, yeah, but it, it's... It's only first episode in. Um, it, it's definitely going down the same kind of track as Game of Thrones. To so do you get
1: to see Matt Smith's bum in the first episode. Oh yeah. So I could just fast forward to that bit. You, you could. <laughs> if you I could. wanted you, to. You, you I mean, like, you know, I'm not saying <laughs> I would, but... <laughs> you, you could. And I'm you sh- not into the Game of Thrones thing, I have to admit. I just, I don't, I never got there. Yeah.
2: And if you're showing his bum in the first fil- uh, first uh, episode, who knows what's going to be episode five. Are we going to see Wang? We don't know. <laughs> Wang. Um, that's <laughs> a word. That's, Twig and berries. That's my favourite, the favourite. <laughs> you should miss it for penis.
1: I remember, um, yeah. I know, I'm sorry, I'm tangenting in with the show is almost done, but I remember uh, when I was much, much younger, having a... Thesaurus. and what we used to do in high school was look up the, the, all the different words for naughty things. Yeah.
0: Naughty things. I learnt yeah.
1: some very naughty words from the <coughs> thesaurus.
0: Thank you, Thesaurus.
2: I think that the, the reason I like uh, wang the most is it's kind of like onomatopoeia. It's like if somebody mm. like you know, was naked <laughs> and moved aside really quickly, that's kind of the sound you imagine. Wang.
1: wang. Well, wang. only if in it in certain circumstances. Yeah. I don't think it would make that noise if it was like you know in a different position. Does wow. a wang
0: make a noise if no one's there to hear
2: it? <laughs> <laughs> if you if you do possess a uh, the appendage, uh, <laughs> please uh, feel free to go and try that at home. Um, now. So yeah, so uh, house, <laughs> house of House of Dragons <laughs> by uh, d- d- by yourself uh, by yourself obviously unless you know, if the other person, something else in the room consent consent consent, consent <laughs> is is very important always get consent. Port.
0: This is the part where we get uh, taken off
2: air. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, the uh, yeah, it's it looks good so far. First episode in, um, it's just uh, – it could do with Dinklage in there. I don't know how you get Peter Dinklage in because he's not born for the 170 years, but if they could find It, it could someone. be like a relative, ancestor, yeah. a long-lost like an relative. Yeah. 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 They, they, they might need to do that. Depends out how the season goes, but it's looking good so far. Um, and also back to uh, the very start, uh, season four of uh, What We Do in the Shadows is out now on Binge. I don't think the whole thing is. I think it's like there's quite a few episodes already out. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it, this is a fantastic TV show. If you have not watched uh, the original movie, What We Do in the Shadows, uh, then... Where I have would, you been? Yeah, highly What recommend. have you been doing with your life? Yes, you, you should get the movie and watch the movie which is um, set in Wellington, which is very, uh, very funny. Uh, and then start watching a TV show. There's now three and a bit seasons out. It's And amazing. watch Wellington
1: Paranormal as well while you're at it. Yes,
0: oh, I love that show. I want more. I want more. There is
1: something about the New Zealand humour that it just gets me, man. It just it's just
0: so good, so funny. I should briefly mention: Ellen has posted on the page uh, about a new Korean drama, or might not be new, but a Korean drama series called Extraordinary Attorney Woo, which is on Netflix. It's getting a lot of attention, and it's about a gifted autistic lawyer who has trouble interacting with her neurotypical colleagues. So, oh, that sounds really good. Very kind of topical, um, kind of conversation, you know, about you know autism, etc. So that sounds really interesting. So thanks for sharing that, Alan. That uh, looks great.
1: And speaking of lawyers, you've got a green one.
2: Yeah. Oh yes, of course, yes. Because I, I was like, what else was the other thing I want to talk about? My favourite. Female superhero of all time is She-Hulk. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, I, 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 just love the character. I've loved the comics. Um, I'm just, uh, I've been hanging out for the the first episode of She-Hulk to drop, and it dropped last week. Um, and it's uh, Tatiana Maslany uh, plays Jennifer Walters, who's She-Hulk, and she's a cousin of Bruce Banner. Um, she uh, comes into contact with his gamma irradiated blood, and because of their genetic disposition, um, she not she doesn't die from it, which is nice. Um, <laughs> She becomes a big green, what you'd expect to be a rage monster, but may not be the case.
1: Hi, just a question from the audience. Yes, um, Mark Ruffalo in it. Mark Ruffalo is in it. Guess I'm watching it then. <laughs> he is in, it, in, <laughs> Sound the, me up. in both of
2: his <laughs> both of his forms. I think you'll really enjoy this this show. Mm. Like it is. Great! It's got some really snappy writing. Um, it's uh, just the the, the just really hits the ground running. Like and uh, with Jennifer Walters, she was the original fourth ball, fourth wall breaking character mm. before Deadpool came along. So that and they've taken that on board. It's something that John Byrne put into character, the the writer, and they've they've taken it on board with the TV show. And in the first episode, she breaks the fourth wall a few times, and it's just Mwah! I loved it. It was Chef's great. Chef's kiss. Mm. It was great. Um, so it's just everything is good rofflo's great um uh tatiana maslani's great um yeah it's just uh, uh, it you, everyone needs to to watch this this uh show it's fun it's you know ally mcbeal but green Yeah. it's just <laughs> it's, it's it's really and good and
1: obviously on disney plus um I know, we're about to wrap up uh, for the night, but speaking of Disney+, Plus, last Friday we, made, we had a special movie night um, and watched the new Buzz Lightyear film. Oh, yes. So Bryce had already seen it at the cinemas and we swore him to secrecy. We, we kept saying to him, no spoilers, we want to watch it as a family because he went with his, um, his mate and and his mate's dad, obviously, because <laughs> <laughs> a couple of <laughs> six-year-olds going to see a movie by themselves. Um, it's intense. That movie's intense. Mm, and mm. I think Chris said afterwards, you know, I, I get why there's confusion about the movie. The movie is not made for kids. No. It's made for the adults who grew up with Toy Story. Yeah, yeah. Um, Which makes a lot of sense. But I found, I honestly, I was like on the edge of my seat and Bryce was sitting there going, it's okay, Mum. It's all Aww. right. <laughs> he just kept going, it's okay. And then there was one particular um, point during the movie he was doing the checks to look in at me to just to see if I was crying because you know I I cry easily at films and he's always there if he's watching me watch a movie and it's a bit sad he's he's there to like what a sweet, get me through. what a little sweetheart. So I'm like I'm okay I'm not crying. <laughs> I'm not crying you're crying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm six I'm allowed to cry. <laughs> he he does he does cry at movies too when things get a bit sensitive so he, he gets it. So So
2: because that that film, like literally the first, uh, you know, 20 to 30 minutes, you could be bawling your eyes out. Mm -hmm. Like it's like taking the the opening segment of Up and just like stretching Stretching it it out. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, but it's really good if you've not seen it yet. Um, Chris Evans does a great job in this and really fantastic like callbacks to Toy Story obviously, Um, you know, where he's got his thing, uh, Star Command. Buzz Lightyear to Star Command why won't they answer (laughs) (laughs) this is like some great great callbacks it's it's really really good
0: that's lovely. Mm. Well, we are officially coming to the end of Unscripted the Film Show, the 200th episode as a podcast but not as a show. Yep. But I'm sure there will be many more to come. So please do join us on the socials. Unscripted the Film Show is the place to go. You can go to uh, the Gentleman of Pop Culture website where you'll find all our other podcasts too, Diz Down Under, Tangent City uh, and more Unscripted. We'll be back next week. Bye. Bye. This podcast has been brought to you by the gentlemen of pop culture.